If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. to the show that never ends. This is Wayback Playback, episode number 267, as this week we bring you the second hour of WCW Halloween Havoc 1994. Hello, you people. I'm Pat McNeil, joined as always by the other half of the podcasting tag team champions of time and space, Jim Valley. Jim, are you ready to hop into the Wayback Machine and watch a whole bunch of uh, your favorite 2019 wrestling podcasters fight in 1994? It's amazing. Um, we're actually doing a Halloween Havoc, and it's still pre-Halloween. Good on us. Yeah, we're, we're definitely ahead of the curve on this one. Uh, we are back at uh, October 23rd, 1994. And on that date in history, uh, the New York Times bestsellers fiction Insomnia by Stephen King. Yeah, Stephen King was still writing back then. And uh, Barbara, nonfiction Barbara Bush, a memoir by Barbara Bush. Uh, we lost Barbara Bush earlier this year, sadly. Uh, the number one Billboard song on the U.S. charts. Jim, you may have played this once or twice. I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men, which at this point was in its ninth week at number one. Yeah, that thing was constant. Oh, my goodness gracious. And that's the thing. When you play these songs, it doesn't matter what the song is. When you have one that is so prolific like that song, you begin to hate it. Yeah. When it, when your station's playing it every hour, for example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which used to be a thing, by the way. Uh, let's see. The number one movie in the country for the second week Pulp Fiction starring John Travolta and Uma Thurman. Yes. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Pulp Fiction, go back and find uh, Paul Heyman's original tapes of 1994 and 1995 ECW, and you'll get to hear a lot of it. The Pulp Fiction montage. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a great movie. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. And uh, in the news, uh, October 23rd, 1994, uh, Missy Hyatt has just filed a sexual harassment lawsuit against WCW. Uh, the lawsuit named pretty much everybody in WCW management and was later settled out of court. And uh, in in several shoot interviews since then, Missy places the blame for this squarely on the shoulders of Eric Bischoff. Uh, Eric Bischoff did respond on, on one of the episodes of his podcast 
but in the in the response, he more or less admitted to everything Missy Hyatt was alleging. So explain that. Missy's really cool. I love her on Twitter. She's always yes. watching wrestling, always keeping her knowledge fresh. She's great. I'm a big fan. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't know. How, there's no word as to how much money she uh, received, but it was enough that she didn't feel that the need to go out and chase jobs in uh, professional wrestling for a while. So and she must have done pretty well. Oh, jeez. I wish I had a copy of the lawsuit. That would be fun reading during this segment, but it's not It's not there. Oh, also in October 1994, there were probably more people watching wrestling than there are in 2019. And I know this because at the time, there was a baseball strike, so there was no World Series, and there was a lockout in professional hockey, so the season didn't start on time. However, uh, it was there was it was uh, the NFL was going on, and the big NFL Sunday game at 4 p.m. Eastern, the Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Troy Aikman was injured early for the Cowboys, so Mr. Rodney Pete came off the bench and led the Cowboys to a 28 to 21 come from behind win. Uh, Jim, I hope I don't offend anybody when I say that the Dallas Cowboys in 1994 just a little bit better than the Dallas Cowboys of 2019. A little bit, and uh, Rodney Pete. Married to Holly Robinson, Pete, and I swear every time I leave my TV on overnight, I see there they have some commercials. Some yeah. I don't even know, like a weight loss pill that like you take one and you lose every bit of weight you ever want. I don't know. See now, it's I know that Jim's not a huge NFL fan, folks, but I I had every confidence he'd know who Rodney Pete was and Holly Robinson, Pete. That's I think as uh, as people who do a show like this, I think it's your kind of your responsibility mm-hmm. for your knowledge to be wide but not deep. That's perfect. All right, and uh, let's let's kick things off uh, with a bonus match, uh, Jim. We're going to go to YouTube and uh, we're going to go to the pre-show for Halloween Havoc on October twenty third, nineteen ninety four. The pre-show back then used to take place on TBS and was called WCW Main Event. It would run in the hour before the pay per view started. And uh, if you were, if you go to YouTube right now and type in Booker T versus Brian Armstrong, yes, that will pop right to the uh, top of your search results in YouTube. And uh, I am at zero minutes and zero seconds. Jim, how about you? Same? Same. Okay, zero minutes and zero seconds. Let's go live to uh, Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan in three, two, one. And here we are. Yes. Yes, believe it or not. Who is that guy? That's Brian Armstrong. Back from the Gulf War. Back from the Gulf War, one half of the Armstrong brothers. Brad Armstrong was supposed to be Brian's tag team partner, and Brad unfortunately couldn't make the show. It's it's amazing. Um, You know, obviously part of the very famous Armstrong clan, and... um, you know, yeah, he he literally was a Gulf War veteran, as I think everybody knows. And he did the angle a few times on television before he started wrestling. Like, he'd be home on leave and he'd be like a special referee or something. He'd come out on Continental TV in his uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, and they that's how they kind of introduced him to the audience. But I specifically remember this Brian Armstrong just thinking, oh, give it up, dude. Look at you. Look how terrible you look. Mm. And... All you needed to do was repackage the guy. He had a wealth of confidence and talent. That's right. Well, they re- he was repackaged a couple times, but yeah, this is this. Yeah, how how often do you see uh, two Hall of Famers in the pre-show match? The, well, future Hall of Famers, anyway. 
And, and shockingly, and obviously they could only use one member of Harlem Heat uh, to face Brian Armstrong in a singles match. And shockingly, they chose Booker T. Like it made a difference, but yeah. It, it, I mean, Booker obviously did. a different skill set than his brother, but I mean, this is the opening match. It really, you know, you just need two bodies. Right. This yeah. is just to sell pay-per-views. This right. is on the Barter Channel. Well, this isn't. Well, this is on TBS. I mean, it's not. Oh, this. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, TBS. Yeah. Okay. But look yep. at uh, Brian Armstrong. I think he looks good with CM Punk's body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mean you mean the fry cook body? Yeah, he's got skinny fat going on. Okay. Well. Well, do you want to be the skinny? Well, you can be the skinny fat, or you can be the doofus son-in-law. I'm just. Yeah. Well, I know that the doofus son-in-law is much more lucrative. So yeah, that is, that... that is a much better gig, from what I. Yeah. Although I don't think uh, I don't think the skinny fat guy is is hurting right now either. So. Okay. Oh, then I'm plugging the Muhammad Ali Future Foundation. I don't think Muhammad Ali's made his way to ringside yet. Okay, Booker T exuding confidence. Oh, here we go. Oh. Because this video quality is so terrible. Yes, I apologize I've for that. Had- I'm imagining that the woman, the blonde woman in front, is Ivanka Trump. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You see her right there. She's yeah, easy to find. She, she's. It looks like Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure the WWE Network will get around to putting this show up by 2035, I, I, 2036. I meant Ivana Trump, the mother. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Not the daughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Booker T, there we go. Okay, so answer this question for me, Pat. Yes, sir. This is 1994. Mm-hmm. Does Brian Armstrong have terrible hair, or is he just ahead of his time? Uh, 94, I think he might be slightly ahead of his time. Slightly, yeah. It's not great hair, though. Not a big fan of, of the 90s haircuts in general. I don't think that's a 90s, maybe a late 90s haircut. Yeah, it is a yeah, is, late 90s haircut, yeah. If memory serves me correct, and God knows it doesn't, right. um, I don't think that was a particularly um, popular, you know, I don't think a lot of people had that hairstyle. Right. Actually, it's funny is that Booker T adopted that hairstyle. That's true, he did. Well, Booker, well, Booker T's Booker T. Yeah, he's cool, man. Yes. He's great. Mm-hmm. He's a really, really smart guy. Yes, he is. I have oh, a lot wait, of... Wait, hold on. There's some somebody coming from the back. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. Is it Arachnaman? No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it might be Arachnaman. Cause... Or, or, or you're thinking it might be the third Freebird uh, Bad Street. It could be. You never know. Yeah. Maybe it's the Candyman. It could be the Candyman. You say his name three times. Okay. Uh, well, no, it's Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali's going to do a run on main event. Holy cow. They're bringing him to the ring. They're bringing him to ringside during main event. But oh. that makes sense. Yeah, I you guess want so. to 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 sell the show. You want to show them this. Absolutely, that's true. Holy crap! Muhammad Ali's here. Okay, and and referee uh, Randy Anderson so distracted that he missed the trip by Stevie Ray. Okay. All right, there we go. Uh, yeah, like it. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be watching the match while Muhammad Ali's taking his seat. Looking at the uh, seats in the crowd, all the empty ones. I don't think a lot of people are watching the match. No. 
Now they're waiting for the actual show to start. Yeah. It begins in uh, nine minutes and 52 seconds. You don't say. Yep. That's what I hear. Yes. And, and you still have time to order it on pay-per-view. Yes. If it's not Call the cable company right now. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. You don't want to be left out at the last minute. Because you know how much cable companies like leaving people out at the last minute when it comes to buy, buying pay-per-views and selling pay-per-views. I don't think I watched this pay-per-view, but mm-hmm. um, I think because I was so curious because it dumbfounded me, the 94 Starcade with Hogan and Butcher, Brutus Beefcake, I think I watched part of that one on Scramble Vision. That's how uh, long ago this is that they, they would scramble, scramble the yeah. picture but leave the audio. Yes. Yes, I enjoyed several pay-per-views that way. Yes. And porn. I enjoyed several pay-per-views that way. Okay. Up, 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 up. Here we go. Booker's ready for him. Oh. Yeah, that's 16 by 16 ring. That's, uh, that takes some getting used to, but there you go. Booker T with the flying forearm out of nowhere. Hitting his time cue and ending the match. He doesn't use that forearm very often, but obviously he had a time cue, so why not just use that when it's yeah. time and get right. it done? Right, because it's, it's Brian Armstrong, and, and it's not like he got a big introduction in WCW. And he's a pro. Brian is right. a pro. He knows wrestling. Brian Easy. understands. Like, yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> that's, quite, that's a good sell job. Oh, yes. I remember Brian Armstrong, I think, did another opening match one time like this. Mm-hmm. And he dove off the top rope. He did like a cross body off the top rope. And, and they that him? body coming off the top rope, that ain't pretty. Well, that, that, that'll frighten you if you're an opponent. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, it, on that note, we can, we can head back over to, uh, we can head back over to the WWE Network and pull up the show. And while we're doing that, of course, uh, all right, we can pause for a word from our sponsors over at Tiege Hanley. Wayback Playback is brought to you by our good friends at Tiege Hanley. Tiege Hanley of Chicago, Illinois. They are grounded in the science of skin care, and all Tiege Hanley systems are comprised of products formulated and combined to clean and restore and protect even the toughest guy's skin. They deliver real results at affordable prices, Jim. And let me tell you something, those, those results are fantastic. And not only do they deliver results, but they deliver simplicity, literally right to your door with the products you need, with instructions on how to use them. And, you know, if you're like me, you only need the instructions every other time. No, right. you'll only use them like once or twice. You'll have it down. And, you know, it's it's so nice to be able to have skin care that, you know, other people, one, pay a lot more for, and two, uh, takes a lot longer, but they have simplified the process. It's amazing. And you know what else is like? You know what else is nice, and I know you agree with me on this, having having skincare products that are fragrance-free. That's right. They smell like, if, if they smell like anything, they smell, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they smell like anything, really, Jim. They're, I mean, I, you know, and it's so nice not to have to go, it's so nice not to have to go, go down to the grocery store and go down the beauty aisles where it's so confusing. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like Mr. Burns in the cereal aisle in that aisle. So I really appreciate T's Handley sending everything to my door and telling a feeble old man like myself how to use it. It's so nice. 
Yes, it is. Uh, their formulas are based on cutting-edge Korean peptide technology proven to improve the function and appearance of the skin from the inside out. Uh, come in a convenient box, come with a very simple set of instructions that fit on a 3x5 card, and you can get it done in just a couple minutes. And that's what you need, something simple, something that works. Tiege Hanley. Tiege Hanley. Tiege Hanley Skin Care makes you feel manly, Jim. It's the science of skin care. It's simple, it's affordable, it's effective. It's Tiege Hanley. Uh, you get a 30-day regimen in each box, and uh, you go to tiege.com slash October and use the promo code WAYBACK. You can save 10% off your first order. It's just that simple. It's Tiege Hanley. Okay, and if you're back, we're still trying to load the WWE Network. Uh, at least I am, Jim. Yes. Okay, that's fair. All right, let's get into the groove here. Trending now. Continue Continue watching Halloween Havoc. Oh, I found it. All right. I feel better now. Yes, I feel better now that I found Halloween Havoc. 94. Okay. So, New WWE Network. Uh, I am at 5339, and I think I'm just going to stay there. Why don't you stay there? Yep. I'll try to come back to you. There we go. Hang on. Okay, but we have, uh, you know, we, we, I, I mentioned this online. Uh, last week, all of our matches, all the wrestlers on, on that in that hour are still alive. And uh, this hour, um, well, six out of eight. That's not bad. Uh, I'm there. Okay. 53 minutes, 39 seconds. Uh, happy, smiling Bobby Heenan, serious Tony Schiavone. If everybody's there, we can play together in three. Two, one, and here we are. Yes. We will never forget how Dustin Rhodes trusted Arn Anderson. Oh, Dustin. Dustin's learned nothing from watching Sting. Yes. Or his dad. Oh, that's true. I mean, I'm sure they're doing this because, uh, remember the big turn of 1980 with uh, Ole Anderson and Dusty Rhodes? Right. Now we've got another Anderson turning on a Rhodes. Yeah, you'd think he would know. You'd think he'd have learned. You'd think his dad would have cued him in. Yes. The closed captioning person couldn't understand the words bunkhouse buck. So. Right. Yep. You know, I've never understood the words bunkhouse buck. Uh, yep. Yes. Money. Yep. Aren't Arn doing a good baby face promo here? Yep. Mm-hmm. Remember, and this is about the same time that Ric Flair's turning back heel, so there you go. All right. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. What a match this was at the Bash of the Beach 94. Arn Anderson finally tags into the match. Come on, buddy. As if you, as if you didn't know this was happening, that was... Did they make it more obvious? They made it pretty obvious, I think. Unbelievable. And 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 they just just to make get the point home they they beat up Dustin Rhodes after the match because they could. Dustin oh. Rhodes, who is probably the same age now as Terry Funk, is here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I get, well, I think he's actually younger than Terry Funk was here, but yeah. In the ballpark. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little younger anyway. All right, so yes, but, a good three-on-one stomping never hurt anybody. By the way, uh, Robert Parker is my favorite KFC colonel. He does the best oh, yes. commercials. Yeah. Yes. What was that? Someone took their drink, 
that's barely full and just dumped it on him? Is that supposed to be? Somebody else did it. It is. Uh, uh, Bunkhouse Buck, I think. It looks so terrible. What Was that just leg around the dressing room from like yeah, someone else's like celebration? This is just like random beers. Yeah. Oh, uh, so hokey. That's, that's a rib, obviously, on Arn. Big celebration for Arn joining the uh, stud stable. And here he is. All right, Colonel Parker and Ming at ringside. Yes, and Arn Anderson borrowing Barry Wyndham's gear. Well, hey, Barry's not using it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, it would later become Steve Austin's gear. A lot of things get passed around in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You could write, you could write your own jokes to that. Yes. You don't need us. That's true. And no, he really is wearing Steve Austin's gear, kids. Jeez. He's doing Steve Austin's intro, too. Hands in the air. Yep. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, I should is, mention, for 1994, this is a nice set for WCW. It is. It's a, it's, yeah, they're spending a little money here. I think the whole extra Jimmy Hart talk. And they Yep. A lot of times they had the money. They still just did a terrible jump. Yep. But they're still using the, the craptacular music from their Slam Jam uh, CD. Call him the natural, natural as can be. Dustin Rhodes' outfits epitomize 1994 country music. Yep, I guess so. Very Garth, very Garth Brooks influenced. Hmm. Or was it was it that, or did uh, Dustin Rhodes' outfit, outfits influence Garth Brooks' outfits? Oh boy, that's a tough one. Yeah. No. Here we go. We're underway. And boy, it's a grudge match, you can tell, because Dustin can't wait to just beat the crap. Oh, never mind. Who am I kidding? Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and Bobby Heenan's like, oh yeah, Arn broke Dustin's arm. Yeah, I can tell. Jeez. How many guys are... Oh, well, Tommy Hearns. Hey. How many guys are, by the way, nice jacket by Tommy Hearns. I love oh, that I color. Love um, uh, how many guys are in better shape in their 50s than they were in their 20s? That's incredible. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, good on him. Well, it's, it's my good. Once I hit 50, that's that's a good goal for me to have. So. All right, there we go. Yep, Dustin in great shape. I'm proud to say that I'm a I'm consistently a mess at both ages. Right. Okay, okay. all right. Yes, uh, Arn accusing Dustin of pulling the hair, which would have been quite a trick, obviously. Okay. And we all know that when it comes to Arn Anderson, God is the one who pulled his hair. Yes. If you don't believe us, just ask him. Here we go. I am fascinated by that woman and the guy sitting next to her. I'm fascinated by that. Honey, I told you, front row at Halloween Havoc. Stick with me. I feel, were they characters on The Sopranos? What? What is? <laughs> they might have been. Who are they? I didn't see the early. Se- I didn't see the early seasons. I don't know. Someone needs to tell me this. And why is she? She obviously knows Muhammad Ali because she's sitting that close. Mm-hmm. She's somehow connected, and I don't know what. Right. Yay. They own the arena. <laughs> Good job. 
Well, I thought it's the Joe what? Louis Arena. I mean, how, how do they own the arena? Well, Joe Louis probably, you know, he died in poverty. Frank Sinatra oh, okay. paid for his great stuff. Oh, okay. Well. Um, but um, who knows? He probably sold it at a bad price. That's what happened. Yeah. Joe Louis. There we go. Dustin Rhodes showing a lot of poise for a guy of his age. Right. Well, there were t- you know, Tony Schiavone's talking about his uh, young career here in WCW. At this point, he's been there over three years. I mean, and if you count the time he spent, you know, back in the late 80s, maybe four years total. I don't know. I mean, he's a young man, but he's, you know, it's not like he's a rookie. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bobby Heenan's talking about Arn's you know, endurance and cardio, and he's, I don't think he's kidding. I mean, and he's not. I mean, Arn's, Arn's the guy they'd send in first in the war games. Isn't that funny how that always happened? Yeah. And it's so weird how when the coin toss happened, the heels always won the coin toss. It's weird. the magic of Just, James J. Dillon. What are the odds? That's why when they did the Ring of Honor versus Combat Zone War Games back in the day, uh, Ring of Honor brought in J.J. Uh, Dillon for the coin toss as a good luck charm, which was actually a which was actually a, a, a smart storyline. Of course, it required fans to remember who J., James J. Dillon was, but, you know. Well, if J.J. Dillon was a good luck charm, when I look at Ring of Honor now, yeah, that good luck charm ain't working. Well, J.J. doesn't work there, so. No, I think they lost all their good luck charms. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. And Dustin going after the arm. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. All right, so now we're going to, now for this grudge match, we're to make up for Dustin getting his arm broken. He's going to go after the arm. Hey. I'm okay with that. Jim, are you still there? I'm here. I'm okay. trying to figure out what what color are Dustin's tights. Sometimes they look blue. Sometimes they look purple on my TV. I'm gonna go with blue, but I mean, I, I look the lettering. Yeah, the, you know, when the lettering comes in, it looks kind of purple, probably because of the way it's lit. I was just gonna say blue. There's Meng. Yeah, he's focused. He's a really funny guy. He's very dry. He's really. He gave a really funny and sincere speech at Cauliflower Alley this past year. Yep. When he and the Barbarian were honored as tag team award winners, and uh, yeah, yep, and I would still, I would still hire them to be, you know, bodyguards going down, uh, going down Fremont Street. Yeah. Nobody's gonna mess with those two. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan guys giving advice to Dustin Rhodes. Very nice of him. Who is Fat Buddy Holly sitting there in the uh, in the front row? Who's that guy? You mean the guy who looked like Bosley from uh, Charlie's Angels? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought he might be with the arena, man, because Probably. because why would anybody dress right? like that? Because why would anybody dress like that for a wrestling show if they weren't? But, yeah. Maybe he works part time in a 1950s cafe. That's possible. Know. Yes. Taking a break from being one of the suspects on Columbo? Yes. yes. Well, we're we're busting out the cool hip rest references today. That's what we do. Just, just like Bobby Heenan did in hour one. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. See, you he's, know, a, yeah he's a best, better hitter than Al Kaline. What? I tied an onion to my belt, which was the style at the time. <laughs> okay. Fans are just uh, very very concerned over the state of Dustin Rhodes. And Arn got good distance on that one. As far as presentation goes, I'm really struck by all the details they remembered this time. Yeah. It's, you know, optically, this is probably the, their best work up to date at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, it's unusual. Plus they, would, plus, they would sort of lose that mojo in later years, obviously. Okay. Two... Arn Anderson, a ring general. Well, yeah, that's a good way to describe him, I guess. But I mean, this. But I mean, this is you know, Arn Anderson in in a spot you know where he's not just a henchman. He's being treated as a you know as a as a featured wrestler, which is always nice. There we go. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is. He seems there's a there's a naked aspect to this that he, it's weird not to have him in a group. Mm-hmm. Well, he is technically in a group, but he's like, yeah. but well, I mean, good it, but but yeah, but Colonel Parker and Ming are obviously there to support him, and you know, he's not out there to yeah. get he's not out there to get beat up on behalf of Terry Funk or Ric Flair. Yeah, Arn Anderson was such a portrayed some someone so serious and so real mm-hmm. that. It seemed ridiculous to have a cartoon like Colonel Parker with him. No, that's true. It doesn't well, fit. Well, that's true, but I mean, I mean, Terry Funk was Terry Funk could play along, but yeah, it, yeah, it didn't seem like yeah. Terry Funk can literally do anything, that's and he's tough. It yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a good-looking boot. That can't be easy. Yeah, yeah Dustin, Dustin, getting a look strong here. I mean, you got the feeling that these are two guys that they could rely on going forward. I say until five months later, when they fired Dustin for being in the wrong match at the wrong time. I don't remember where. You know, some wrestling podcast. I wish I could remember who it was, but someone is of the opinion that Dustin should go to more of a look like this and huh. drop his pseudo gold dust look that he has in AEW. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I can understand what they're saying, but um, you know, where where do people remember Dustin Rhodes from? Do they remember him, him from this, or did they remember him as as Gold Dust? So yeah, I, I I understand why there's why he's got a little bit of gold dust in his presentation. Plus, I mean, you know, plus it's probably wise of him to to not pretend that it didn't happen. I love that woman standing up every now and then and like waving her arms and like just gyrating her yeah. body. Yeah, I love her. Yes. If she oh. would follow around and do that for me as I did stuff. I would have so much more confidence. That's true. Oh, Dustin with a pin. 
And it worked for Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. oh, look at that lady. Oh. Oh. She's standing up and clapping to some rhythm. I don't know who's, yeah. but it's somebody's. Just in time for the beating. There, there are a few Arn Anderson fans in the building. And here we go. Oh, my goodness. This is kind of a half-hearted beatdown. When the song Cheerleader was written, I'm, I'm going to think that it was written about that woman. Could be. Yeah. Oh, no. Poor Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. All right. So this, this feud must continue, Jim Valley. Yeah. How many times has that been done in wrestling? Uh, Babyface wins, and immediately the heel beats him up. Because you don't want you don't want the babyface to get anything out of this win. No, no, no. All right. Oh, and don't forget that uh, Hulk Hogan's wrestling Ric Flair later. Okay. Oh, look who's here! It's Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, and this guy. Oh, the Big Brother is back here, brother. Because Brutus Beefcake is a WWE trademark, so they can't yes. use that. Deservedly so, by the way. Hmm. Millions of other folks watching all over the world. And Beefcake, obviously, in his own limited way, trying to telegraph what's coming. Yeah. By the way, his very obvious awkward mannerisms Mm -hmm. and the sunglasses and the scowl. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He wore his best disguise trying to get into Detroit. He was kind of, Hulk Hogan was camouflaged, and, and Big Brother Brutus was acting like he was camouflaged. So he wasn't actually camouflaged. Oh, yes, there's anti-flare signs everywhere in Detroit. Oh, wow. Yes. Yep. What face is Brutus Beefcake making? I don't know. He's trying to act, though. Those are the weirdest pursed lips I've ever seen. Just been sucking on a lemon. Wow. Gene, Gene, try to move over in front of Beefcake, please, Gene. Oh, my God. He's overacting even for wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Can we get Beefcake out of the shot entirely? People who act in porns are like, yeah, even that's a bit much, Brutus. That's that's a little much. Mm -hmm. Wow. A lot of people rip on Ed Leslie, but right here, he is terrible. Yes, he is. Yes, I, I stared in the eyes of Mr. T, and I know I can trust Mr. T. Right. Yep. Okay. Jimmy Hart's like, you need some gum, Brutus? I'm, I'm working over this gum here. Why is he ever? Wow. Yeah. I sure don't need a stick of gum. Yeah. His cheek is really distended. He's got like a pack in his mouth. Yep. Big League Chew is going on there. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's worried about Ric Flair ambushing Mr. T. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Hank Aaron's there. Willie Stargell's there. And none of them made a bit of difference to the buy rate or the attendance. Of course not. But it's a prestige thing. They're trying to make it look like it's a big they're deal. the yeah. 
yeah, they're, they're, it's a big deal now. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, they've, they've, okay, they've gone over all their strategy here. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, we, yes, we all, we know about the uh, legendary strategy sessions of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> thanks, thanks, so, thanks for stopping by, Brutus. How did those meetings go? So do I beat him with a leg drop, or do I beat him with a leg drop? Hmm. All right. Hogan's entourage is here. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bobby Heenan says he's obviously scared. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's completely over for Hulk Hogan. But, well. Right. Bobby doing a great job, but yeah. everybody knows the outcome of this match. Yes. All right, let's take you back to our last pay-per-view, where uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan returned and beat beat Steve Austin. And a matter of fact, let's show that match in its entirety. A legendary match. Yeah. Yeah. Now Austin putting over Steamboat on on Steamboat's way out. People forget that Stunning Steve Austin was a pretty good talker himself. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't trust him. They didn't trust him. WWF didn't trust him to talk. That's why they put him with DiBiase. I think there's a myth out there that, like, he didn't know how to talk before ECW. Just untrue. Yeah. Okay. But you can see the real Steve here, which morphed into Stone Cold and... Yeah, he shouldn't have been a stunning Steve, but it was the late 80s. They were still yeah. doing that kind of stuff. So right. there you go. It was so weird. Uh, I think Dave Milliken took a picture of Steve Austin looking the way he does now mm-hmm. with um, the world TV title. And I mean, it looks oh, yeah. so weird because he was long blonde hair when he had that title. Right. I don't associate him with. The world TV title, even though he held it for like a long time. Right. Same with the U.S. belt. And there he is. His opponent, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Wow. This is, this is okay. All right. I'm going to go home now, Jim. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is a legendary match because this yes, is such is. a bad idea. This was a bad idea in 94, too. Yes, it was. And people, and you know, it's, this is not with the, this is not with the, with the help of hindsight, people knew it was a bad idea back then. Yes. Oh boy. What a bad idea. Okay. And no, just Jim Duggan right. has a place in wrestling. He's very popular. He's very beloved. Yeah. He, he doesn't need a title. Right. And you know, fans love him and that's where he needs, you know, he needs to just be that role. There's no, no disrespect to Jim Duggan. Right. He's a he's a legend in his own right. Yeah. Plus, it's plus it's such a way to you know this this whole thing was viewed by WCW fans as a way of saying, hey, we're so bush, we need these right. WWF guys to you know, yeah. Yeah, Steve Austin is sort of like a Dolph Ziggler here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not an unfair comparison, except that Austin's a better talker than Ziggler. 
I would say Austin's a better everything than Ziggler. Well, that's true. Except maybe a husband and a father. But other than <laughs> well, that, well, he's neither. He's neither. So there you go. Yeah. But still, a better bumper probably now than than well, at least than, well, Austin could bump, but now. Yeah. All right, here we go. Jim Duggan's book, if you've never read it, is pretty fascinating. He's very self-aware, which yeah. obviously the Hacksaw Jim Duggan character is not. Yeah. But, you know, he talks about how he was over and Steve Austin really wasn't at this time. Mm-hmm. He defends it. And I'm not saying that's true, but it's it's, it's interesting to hear his perspective. Well, I mean, Duggan, Duggan gets a good pop there. And this is 94. You know, he was, I mean, he was, he was pushed up until the moment he left WWF, so... He went down the card a little bit, but for the most part, yeah. guys who had been there, he was fairly protected. A lot of people just got jobbed the heck out. and He Not got jobbed some, but yeah. he stayed at a certain level. Right. Plus, he's, he's pretty likable. Heathen busting on on Shivani is great. Yeah, you know, uh, you talk about you know, Tony's talking about. He spent the weekend. He went and saw Tiger Stadium in Detroit. He went and saw the you know, he went and saw the Ford plant. And and Heenan's like, "You're great to hang out with." You go to a baseball stadium where they don't play baseball, and then you go to a and you go to an auto facility, auto yeah, automakers. Everybody's laid off. Yeah. Bobby Heenan is what a genius he is. Oh no. Austin's uh, unlike this. Unlike the last match, Austin's getting offense. You know, some. It was so frustrating here because there were so many WWE retreads. Right. That came in, you know, we've seen the Honky Tonk Man, Brutus Beefcake, obviously, and yeah. Duggan, and it was so irritating Yes, as a fan. <laughs> yes, especially if you were enjoying the product before Hogan showed up. And and pretty much that was, that was a problem WCW had. Everything from 94 through the end felt like they didn't respect their fans. Probably because they didn't respect their fans, but yeah, I mean, just there's just this sort of inferiority complex that I think their management and and some of their yeah. top wrestlers had. Yep, and then when you have guys coming in who are, you know, WWE is a better yeah. physical organization, right? And when they saw the way things were run, of course they're going to look down on it. Yeah. Well, plus, you know, plus after a point, you have every week, you know, Scott Hall said, hey, man, that's Bush, that's JoJo, man. Here's how Vince would have done it. Yeah. yeah. And they, I mean, and he probably has a point, but, you know, that doesn't, I mean, you know, you don't have to listen to them every time that they say things like that. Well, I mean, and you only, WCW staff only had so many resources. They didn't right. have the money and the resources that Vince developed. I mean, could they have done a better job? Probably. Yeah. But still, it's not like they had unlimited support and funds. Nope. 
No, they didn't. But they made some bad decisions. As they well. sure made some bad decisions. And this is one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it is bad because it does look bad when a guy like Duggan, who last time we saw him in WWE on TV, significantly he lost to Yokozuna. Yeah, he was. The, I mean, and, yeah, he was the setup guy for you know for Hogan. Um, and then this was another. Yeah, that was another occasion where he was still the setup guy. And here he is competing and holding the secondary title in WCW. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he's not on contract here. Right. And Austin, you know, Austin, I mean, he held, he not only won the title back at Starcade, he beat Dustin Rhodes two straight falls. It's obvious they're pushing him pretty heavily. Isn't it amazing? Duggan in his book, he says he does not have a contract in WCW. He was on a, a night-by-night deal, and they put a title on him. Of course they did. Because Hogan, Hogan liked having him around. And, and I'm not saying there's not a place in WCW for Jim Duggan, but this shouldn't have been the place. I mean, regardless of how viable Jim Duggan is or is not, yeah. he still is looking at the majority of his career in the rearview mirror. The, the big majority, as far as money-making. You know, he still does yeah. indies and stuff today, but... Yeah. You know, Steve Austin was the guy they should have invested in. Of course, of course. But that's been said a million times. Yes, so we don't need to say it again. Well, we just did. All right, oh, yeah, back comes. At least, at least Austin is in a competitive match here. So that's an improvement. This is probably Duggan's best TV match. In WCW? Oh, yeah. Or WWF. I mean, he probably had better ones maybe at UWF. He had some, uh, he had, he had some good TV matches with Savage in WWF. I mean, plus, plus, it wasn't really his job to have you know great matches in WWF. Mm. All right. mm-hmm. Yep, uh, and and he ended up spending the entire match talking about Hogan and Flair, so that helps. Mm. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's not like Austin is boo-boo facing. It's not like he's doing the the Shawn Michaels having the job to Hulk Hogan impression. He's he's making Duggan look good. He's very professional. Yes, he is. Of course, that lady in the front row is a Jim Duggan fan. Well, what were you expecting? Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. Did you? You didn't, you didn't kick that guy in the groin, did you? Well, me? No, of course not. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Steve Austin, look at this, putting the boots to him. Stomp a mud hole in him, walk it dry. Yep. How dare they disrespect, the referee disrespects Steve Austin's Long, luscious hair like that. I, I can't know. believe. Yeah, plus, yeah, you don't want to make his hair fall out. You're pulling him. Yeah. What is it? Why would he do that? Uh, Nick Patrick. Oh, my goodness. 
It must be his fault Steve Austin is bald. That's got to be it. When they take U.S. champ off of Steve Austin's tights, and he's got the Stone Cold outfit. Yeah, he does. Well, he's missing the knee brace, but that would come later. Both of them. Yeah. Jeez, that looked so bad at the end. Mm -hmm. I guess. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can see the potential was there with Austin. Plus, I mean, they they had plans for Austin if they didn't get Hogan, because well, most of the, most of them was because they didn't have a choice, you know. If they didn't get Hogan, they were gonna have to push young guys. Okay. All right, here comes Duggan. Wow. Mm-hmm. You could really see that Steve Austin is just bumping like crazy here, oh, yeah. more than. He physically could in later years. This well, is amazing. Look. Well, okay. Well, he's thinking here, and he's what he's thinking is, okay, Flair's the number one heel. He's about to, you know, he's maybe not going to be here. This would be a perfect chance to show what I can do. That's valid. Yep. Yeah, he's wrestling like Flair. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of heels back then wrestled like Flair, or took parts of Flair. If you weren't taking... Wait, are they, did they just do an over-the-top rope disqualification? Yes. Okay, whatever. Wow, Jim Duggan went over the top row. That is impressive. Well, Duggan's working hard, too. He wants to get yeah. He wants that money deal. Okay, so I I can't really complain about this match. I mean, it's, it's you know, given who's involved, this, given who, who's involved, this is fine. I love that lady. Look at that dance she's oh, doing. Oh, yes. That's the two by four dance. <laughs> oh my god! If this if this was like a major league baseball game, or she was front row twenty yard line at a football stadium, she would be like a major star. Are you sure that's not Morgana the Kissing Bandit? My God, this woman is amazing. Right. Yep. I love that dance she does. Yes. She spins her elbow in the air, and oh yep. my God! She's she's yep, she's loving this. She's like the mother of twerking. Yay! All right. I want that woman to still be alive. I hope she's still alive. I hope Look so at too. shot on the freaking jumbotron. How push a button in the truck? Yep. <laughs> Good job, guys. Jane, Jane, they're screwing up. Start talking. Start talking about the hotline. Oh my goodness! Yes, you can go. You can call right now for just a dollar forty nine for the first minute. And here's Steve Austin talk to Mike Tanay and Chris Cruz. Wow. I have faith in the American people that they're smart and make good decisions. And then I remember that Gene Okerlund made a ton of dough for people calling a one nine hundred line. Yeah. Those things are so obviously a ripoff, and they yes. So successful and popular. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gene just did that ladies' dance in the front row. Right. As he does. Oh, and ladies and gentlemen, he's not wrestling tonight, but he's here anyway. It's a man called Sting. 
And Sting is out here to present the nominees for the Best Supporting Actor in a Pro Wrestling Role. Sting looks like a young Dolph Lundgren at the Oscars. Right. Wow, the wall looks different. I don't it's remember him being that. He doesn't look that. He looks smaller. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Oh, now Sting's going to go take his seat. Unfortunately, that means stopped up. There's more matches before Hogan and Flair. Yes. Well, we'll have two bleach blondes on the front row now. Yes, I know. Oh, and they're they're hanging from the rafters. Yep. Right. Okay. Here we go. I don't know why they're hanging from the rafters because there's so many empty seats. They well, could no, just could get a chair. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those people are stupid. Well, yeah, that's fair enough. All right. Here we go. Oh, the Battle of the Super Heavyweights is next, Jim, and that's going to be uh, that's actually going to be how we uh, wrap up this hour. Yep. Yes. So Vader won a triangle match at Fall Brawl to make himself the number one contender. Uh, yes, and uh, so he'll be uh, he'll be taking on the Guardian Angel. Well, let's 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 go back over the history of this feud here, Jim. Okay. Oh no. Race just Harley Race just handed Vader a baton. Oh no. Oh, is that the new nightstick because he's the yeah. guardian angel? Yes. Is that what this is? That's about the This guy. is the origin of his gimmick? Okay. Well, no, he's got that. He should have had a nightstick previously. The, the big boss man, I mean the guardian angel, has a nightstick. You know, White is not a trailer's color. Nor would I want a t-shirt for my gimmick wrestler that says safety patrol on it. Good. See, at least he's wearing black here. That's a good, see? Yep. Good move. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Then we go to Fall Brawl. Where Vader accidentally on purpose knocks out the referee. Harley raced at the diving headbutt at his age here. That's amazing. And it worked. Right. Okay. And here he goes. Oh, no. Well. The Guardian Angel doing flash dance. What a feeling. Mm, yep. Yes, it was. All right. Yeah, the Guardian Angels had just a run of terrible luck against Vader. You know who else has had a run of terrible luck? Fans who had to watch Guardian Angel matches. Mm. Well, they weren't good. You know who's had a run of good luck, Jim? Ken of Ken and Tech. People who are clients of Ken of Ken and Tech. Ken and Tech's Pet Care of Bangor, Maine, located at KenandTech.com. K-E-N-A-N-D-T-E-K. Yes, that's right. You know, amazingly, this week again, yet again, again. I think the only thing that he has on his Facebook page, along with the uh, cute animal pictures, are pictures of clients' food. They mm-hmm. love him so much. They're always sending him goodie baskets. And this week, yet another one. And you know why clients can do that? Because Ken's prices are so affordable. Right. They just buy, go crazy at the vegan grocery store and buy it out and give it to Ken of Ken and Tech because they love him so much. Do, do clients send, do our fans send us goodie baskets? They do not. No. 
No. Did not. You know, we've been doing the show, what, five years now? Yeah, five years. Never gotten a bag of Oreos. Not one of you jerks ever no, has ever sent any Oreos. No yeah. That's true. No bag of Oreos. And clients send him Oreos all the time because they love him. They love the care and consideration that he has for their pets. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. The big boss, man. I mean, the guardian angel has uh, has handcuffed Harley Race. And now he's going to beat a defenseless old man. Oh, no. Sorry. What was I thinking? There was a big controversy this week in uh, Canon Tech social media. Yes. Uh, he posted a picture of Nugget, who is my favorite, we all know. Oh, he's a wonderful And yeah. And Nugget, she, Nugget uh, had did not have her tongue sticking out. Wow. Nugget's a little French bulldog who always has her tongue sticking How out. It's a different, it was weird. It was, it was, it was disturbing. Yes. Okay. It was sort of like seeing the big boss man dressed up like this. It oh, was, that's it, disturbing. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. Yes. Yes. Well, he, he wore a raspberry beret, you know, the kind you find in a secondhand store. Well, look at that. There's Jake Hager in the audience. Yeah. Nice to see Jake. By the way, go to uh, canontech.com. You can find him on Facebook at Canon Tech's Pet Care or the other, other social media at uh, Ken and Tech. Affordable caring look he's the best he is the best pet care in banger maine that's who you want can of ken and tech all right here we go so he's brought the guardian angels with him to ringside mm-hmm. wow yes so is the ring going to be surrounded with guardian angels are guardian angels still a thing do they still exist i don't know well it could be i guess it could be. I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna look that up. You, you worry about uh, the man they call Vader. Apparently, Harley Race is also a guardian angel. He's just missing the beret. He's dressed exactly like those guys. That's true. Yes. Because this is WCW, and that's what they do. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, sorry, I typed that wrong. I got to type in guardian angels. Okay. Not to be confused with Anaheim Angels. Okay. Oh, the Guardian. Up oh, there. Well, there's a Guardian Angel website that's still up. Okay. Well, there, there you is go. A nonprofit international volunteer organization of unarmed crime fighters. Hmm. You know, Muhammad Ali is sitting next to Sting right now, and he's yeah. like, "Who are you? I don't even know." Sting. Yeah. Yes. I loved else? every. Brand. You know who else is a volunteer organization of unarmed crime fighters? Get in tech? Wait, I don't fight. I don't know. The Justice League? Ah. Yeah, yeah I don't think it works. Okay, anyway. All look right. at the face that foot is making the blood. And look at... Oh, oh, that nasty, nasty Vader. Nasty Vader. Only pointing and smiling, and that woman was making, hey, like, an amazing... Hey, how you doing? Nice outfit. Hey, I know you. You're Vader. Hey, nice outfit, man. <laughs> um, again, WCW, I'm... I'm just saying, maybe, maybe you put a little more thought into what you put on the back of your jacket. Maybe I know, I know your name is Harley Race, but maybe your, your jacket should say Vader. It's the Vader Race. I don't know. That just sounds. He's bad. a proponent of the Vader Race. A race yeah, of that Vaders. sounds. Yeah, I don't know. There's... And I mean, you get the Vader Face. Why are you be, why are you beating up the old guy? What's, what's, what's the matter with you? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway. You know, nothing against Ray Trailer. Right. Very talented. Yeah. But 
kind of like Duggan, we'd seen him a lot. He lost on his way out of the WWE, and he needed to be the big boss man, as we saw when he went back to WWE, you know, in the late 90s. And he right. was big boss man again and always right with the world. That's true. This, I get, you know, give it a try. You know, on paper, being the guardian angel doesn't sound like a bad idea. Right. You try it, okay, this is stupid. Yeah. And they got rid of it. But I just thought that this feud really lowered Vader and hurts Vader because Big Boss Man is not at his level. No, he's not. Um, I, and I thought, you know, he went back to being Big Bub, and I thought that, you know, that's, that's probably fine for a, w, for a WCW gimmick for him. Right. Yeah. He's wearing, like, the exact same outfit Big Bubba wore, too. Well, yeah, there is that. Well, he needs suspenders and a hat, though. But, yeah. Okay, there we go. But Vader's probably like, oh, good, a guy who doesn't mind me getting stiff. Okay, boom, boom, boom. Here we go. When Ray left the WWE, he wrestled a few matches in Japan in the big boss man outfit. Mm -hmm. It looks The pictures look weird. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's just, it's weird to see a a guy dressed as like a prison guard or policeman. Wow, nice agility. That's true. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Ray Trailer is talented. That's talent. I know. But he's a gimmick guy because that's what WWE cast him as, and Vader should be killing him and destroying him, honestly. Hmm. Yeah, they hadn't they hadn't presented Bossman as the Ray Trailer as being on that level. They're trying, but it's just, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course, the amazing part was WCW believing that they could just get away with calling him the boss and everything would be fine. WCW was so stupid. It's like I was, you know, not an executive, and even I knew that that violated copyright. Right. Okay, well, Vader's having a great match. I mean, yeah, Ray Trailer's having a great match here with Harley Race. That's a funny spot. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Pick up Vader, body slam him on Race. Why not? Yeah. Absolutely. The Guardian Angel is broken bad. Well, not exactly. Is he not making enough money? He has a he has a cooking meth somewhere. Is that what you're saying? I guess. Oh my goodness! Well, this is it, folks. This is the this is the time that the guardian angel finally gets the better of Vader. Yeah, okay. So so far, maybe you're better at keeping track of stuff there in uh, Baltimore than I am. But um, Still we've not had in a double. Dub- We've had a WWE retread in, what, half the matches we've seen so far? Uh, well, you know. Let's see. Three? Yeah, I'd say so. So frustrating as fans. Right, well, technically they, they picked up Ray Trailer before they got Hogan, so. But yeah, still, still a problem. I mean, or- Orndorff's far enough away that you can't really call him a w- WWF retread at this point. Sure. Yeah, three out of six. Okay. 
there was a lot of resentment from fans about that yeah. because a lot of people watched WCW simply because it wasn't WWE and it had a different style and more action. Right. Oh. Warts and stupid decisions and all, we still wanted an alternative product. Well, and I now got... they're morphing they're morphing into a product that makes Hogan yeah, right. um, that makes Hogan comfortable. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, is Vader gonna finish it here finally? I mean, you know, I mean Vader has been yeah. Vader's been in, in WCW on and off for four years and He's and he's a former. Oh, and by the way, former WCW champion multiple times. There we go. And he's gonna have a run at Hogan coming up. Yeah, he should be yes. killing Ray Trailer. Well, actually, they've decided he's. Well, they've decided to push back his run. His run coming up. Because they they got the impression from somewhere there that he wasn't willing to put Hulk Hogan over clean. Probably from probably from Leon telling him I'm not going to put Hulk Hogan over clean, and he's probably, right. Yeah, they should have they they could have made so much more money with that match. And I'm not saying Vader shouldn't have eventually lost, right? But you could have done some great things with that. Mm-hmm. But no. Well, they could have made so much more money off of Hogan and Flair, but no. But that, we don't that, want Hogan to be uncomfortable. Hogan liked and trusted Flair, and they still buried him. Yep. Oh, my. Okay. So had a... That was an interesting so spot. What? That was an interesting spot. Okay. Yeah, a little uh, misunderstanding here. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Harley's... Is Harley going to... No, he's not going to interfere. There's some... Randy Anderson probably had to set Vader straight about what's happening, maybe? Yeah. There's something mm-hmm. coming up, perhaps? Right. What are we doing here? Okay, yeah. Okay. Vader they, had a I, lot I think, of Yeah, I think they I think they're straightening this out between Harley and, and Randy Anderson. One of the highlights of AEW was uh, a couple of weeks ago was uh I think it was Excalibur calling something a Vader bomb and Tony Schiavone goes, They actually call that a Vader bomb still? And, it's like oh man, Tony. That's... Oh Tony. Goes, no, it was awesome because know, Tony's but... Tony's being himself and I yeah. love that. Yep. And here he's not himself. No, he's not. Mm. Oh, no, that's not the finish. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, I mean, the, the fans aren't buying this as a number one contenders match, let's say. Oh, we're going to get the... Uh, Oh, no. Here we come. All right. Oh. You know, the time frames don't exactly match up, mm-hmm. but Ray Trailers, the big boss man, would have made a great um, consistent tag team partner for Hulk Hogan in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would have been a good secondary guy. Yeah, he would have. Well, he uh, you know he helped out Hogan in 1990. 
after he'd finally turned babyface. With the hair and the body type and the jacket, Harley Race, at from a distance, looks looks like Bobby Heenan. Yes, he does. Yep. So, yeah, that was a we- that finish was too fast. All right. That was confusing. Harley very agile though, and and yes, and yes, Vader's your winner. Oh my God, the lady's holding her nose and pointing at him. Oh no, what? Because uh, because Vader forgot to wash his gear again. See, she's close, so she would know. That's true. You smell bad. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Vader's your winner. All right, let's go back and watch the highlights, Jim. Well. The finish is much better in slow motion. Yes, it is. And that lady yelling at Vader and holding her nose and pointing is the greatest ever. That is just fantastic stuff. I want that woman to be my mom. It's not? I wish she was. Okay. The young, yeah, there we go. All right. Okay, let's see. Uh, all right, let's let's get uh, whatever Mean Gene has to say here. Oh, the hotline, I forgot. What was I thinking? <laughs> yep. Yep. Look at the way Chris Cruz and Mike Denay are dressed. Would it kill him to put on a jacket? Well, they're on the hotline. I mean, yeah. I... It looks like Jimmy Hart is doing a remote at an appliance store. And the big guys come on down. Well, that, that's, what he, that's what he did this afternoon. So, hey, wait a second. Hey, Pat, would you answer a question for me? Yes. Why is Thomas Hearns wearing Mark Henry's jacket? I don't know. That's is that that's it's, pretty close to the same it, color of Mark Henry's off, famous yeah. coral yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. He's the hit man. He's dressed for Halloween. Yeah. All right. Well, you can tell by his nose, he's taken a few punches. Yeah. Holy cow. Yes, boy. Well, you know, me and Gene, yes, I was just thinking about how Hogan and Flair was like me fighting Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you don't know, uh, this is where Bret Hart got the Hitman moniker from Thomas Hearns. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes, did you ever have a retirement match in boxing? Hell no. (laughs) This makes me miss Tommy Hearns. Man. Mm. I mean, I think he's still with us, but I mean, as far as an athlete in the public eye and... Oh, yeah. He was great. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the way he just stands there. He's very poised. Good counterpoint for Sugar Ray Leonard back in the day. Yeah. Great jacket. All right, thank you. Okay, yes. All right, thank you. And then before Thomas goes back to his job uh, greeting people at the casino, uh, we're gonna, all right, I think this is a good stopping point here because we have uh, so much to cover next week.
Listen to an honorable mention every Tuesday on your favorite podcast provider, courtesy of the Creative Control Network. Hosted by Jeff Schwartz and Ring of Honor alumni Shane Hagedorn, they cover the history of Ring of Honor wrestling from the promotion's humble beginnings to the present day, bringing every fan over the guardrail and behind the curtain with humor, respect, and honor. An honorable mention is presented by It's a DVD Product.com, your home for exclusive t shirts and hoodies featuring signature lines from the show. Get the latest news on an honorable mention by following them on Facebook and Twitter at an honorable pod an honorable mention with jeff schwartz and shane hagedorn part of the creative control network every tuesday on your favorite podcast providers we would like to thank gregoire lorme for the use of his track run faster jump higher you can hear all of his work at gemendo.com or on his website music epic.com m-u-s-i-q-u-e-e-p-i-q-u-e.com Actually, next week we only have two matches to cover. Uh, one with uh, noted noted WWF retreads, the Nasty Boys, and then Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair. And of course, uh, Jim, if you would like to know more about Ray Trailer, Vader, uh, let's see, <coughs> oh, Steve Austin, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, or uh, or Arn Anderson, please feel free to visit pwtorch.com, f4wonline.com, wrestlingobserver.com. Or listen to their podcasts, or if you can go down to the local library, they're all in books. Jim, you know this is not a great show as far no. as wrestling goes, but it's a fascinating snapshot in history. What we're seeing here is the infestation of W of WWF retreads, Hulk Hogan's people taking over the promotion, and really, this is honestly building all of the resentment that Hulk Hogan created. That eventually led to his heel turn that everybody wanted because we were sick of this crap. And, uh, you know, that also was part of the NWO. So historically, this has some importance. So I'm glad we're doing this show and we'll do some more. Same way back time, same playback channel. And don't forget to uh, check us out on Twitter. I'm at Real Pat McNeil. He's at Jim Valley. Uh, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash waybackplaybackpodcast. And let us know which show or shows you would like us to cover on future episodes because we are coming up on that. Uh, until then, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. Next week is another episode. Good night, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.